2: On today's podcast, my guests are the Total Reboot lads, Cameron James and Alexei Toliopoulos, talking about their new YouTube series, Finding Yeezers. My name is Justin Hamilton, and I'm going to suggest they look for Yeezus underneath the lounge on Big Squid. Hello and welcome to the podcast. This is a great catch up with Cam and Alexi. Their new series is fantastic and you should really check it out when you have the chance. It's really worth it. It's very funny and those two are incredibly watchable. And you know, just watch it for the opening credits. We talk a little bit about that in the chat. So I won't get ahead of myself, but it is fantastic Uh, before we get into the podcast a quick reminder that if you're living in sydney my solo show little victories is appearing at the comedy store this friday the 28th of october if you'd like to come along my listeners score a discount on all tickets purchased just head to comedy.com.au click on the link to my show and use the promo code podcast and you will save yourself some coin Uh, this is my first solo show in sydney since pre-lockdown so, it's only been 28 years and I'm quite excited to get back on stage and share with you some of the stuff that's been rattling around in my noggin. There's a lot on this week, but I'll swing by at the end to let you know how the rest of this week will play out and what you can expect to hear next week as well. In the meantime, let's bring in Cam and Alexi. The most important question i have ever going to ask both of you mm. and I, I hope this doesn't cause a riff. Mm. Okay. Is it Cam and Alexi or Alexi and Cam?
3: I always go Cam and Lexi. I mix it up. I, because for me And every one of our podcasts Is always Cameron and Alexi In that order Because his name Way easier to Google And easier to spell And so that's why I've always put it first Because I'm like I have no I'm like That's the way to find us right. It's easier Right the He's order also ashamed the Of his Greek heritage That's why <laughs> <Right>. He's trying <laughs> just, to hide His Greek heritage As much as possible Goodness So it disappears When you're scrolling On iTunes It yeah. just comes up at the end You can yeah. probably
4: tell From hanging out with Alexi And yeah. knowing him That he's actually Quite ashamed of being Greek Yeah and He doesn't bring it up much <laughs> it's,
2: it's interesting Because when he does Question everything He always asks Can you introduce me As Alex Thompson Yeah, And I'm like <laughs> I don't get it yeah. That's what I thought
3: I want to be known As Alex Thompson I've never thought What my Anglo name would be That's so That's, right. what, That's what it would be I guess wow. Alex Thompson I, I like it <laughs> What would my Greek name be? Um, the <laughs> Metropolis Wow Cam? I don't know I don't think we have cam in Greek Yeah, I, no, no yeah, need for it Probably but cinnamon or something We call cinnamon. you Cinnamon <laughs> Cinnamon Dimitropolis When I was in
4: my um 1970s Philadelphia sound era I did go by Cinnamon Jones <laughs> Oh yeah Yep
2: yeah. I got uh, I got very excited on uh, the chase the other day because two of the contestants got knocked out and h- the two that were left were Tom and Joan. I was like, oh, I now have my RuPaul name, Tom Joan. <laughs> Tom Here we go. Joan. Very that excited. is unusual, My favourite Welshman. Yeah. <laughs> yes, he's Welsh, isn't he? He is. Yeah, he is yes. famously. Him
4: yep.
3: and Catherine Zeta-Jones. And he also yeah. never talks about it. He never talks. He about never his Welsh brings up. Does. He never <laughs> brings <laughs> it up. I'm,
2: I'm Welsh. <laughs> Mad for consonants He is uh, Yeah loves them. Always known him mm. um, So we haven't had an opportunity To talk about uh, your new show There's mm. people overseas which, Who would like to explain it best And most succinctly Succinctly I'll take that yeah. yep. It on that Yep
4: We <laughs> can't let Alex Thompson do this
5: <laughs> If
4: we're gonna get, if yeah, normally I would defer to Alexi yeah, yeah. to do this, but if we're going for succinct, yes. you know what we can do? Let's do succinct
2: and yeah. then let Alexi go. I'll just, go. I'll just listen. I'll listen in for this episode. <laughs> no, like let let uh, let Cam be the baseline. Mm. You come in with the melody. Like we'll do it that way. <laughs> uh,
4: Alexi and I are comedians, but more importantly, I would describe us as documentarians and investigative. Journalists. Mm -hmm. Wow. Uh, We have three series of us exploring bizarre mysteries that exist out there in the world. Season
3: one, Finding Drago, is what, Alexi? It's about me finding this weird book out there in the world based on Rocky IV's villain, Ivan Drago, written by an elusive author who's presumed missing dead. Then I find a copy of the book brand new signed by him. Mm. We have to find out who did it. Season 2, Finding Desperado, is what, Alexi? It's about Cameron James finding an elusive man out there in the world who we believe had a fraudulent Guinness Book of World Records record for world's youngest filmmaker for making a movie back in the 70s when he was what, 9, 12, Something 13? like that, 12, yeah. I a think,
4: yeah, preteen, when he was a tween. A tween, yeah. if you will. Yes. He was
3: betwixt a child and betwixt a teenager. Which
4: is something that I've never been, <laughs> trust <laughs> me.
3: <laughs> and then our new one, Cameron,
4: is what? Oh, wow, this is a nice mix up. Uh, <laughs> finding Yeezers. Alexi and Cameron discover. A video game called Kanye Quest uh, That exists on the internet The rumour is that it is a front and a recruitment tool For a new age cult Who are using the video game to lure in new members Mm -hmm.
3: And Alexi and Cameron go on a mission To try and find out who the creator is And the most exciting part This is no longer a podcast This is a visual feast for your eyes to munch upon It's on 4K It's 4K
2: And it is 4K Like the opening credits Are Mm -hmm. the most outrageous thing I've ever seen (laughs) I was told that you had done something But Mm -hmm. I didn't know what it was And then I'm watching it And I'm like going Well there goes the budget Right (laughs) there It's great You're right though you're right Yeah. So Will told you about it first, right? Uh, Will said you have to see the <laughs> opening credits And I said, oh, okay, great And then you're watching it And it's like, is, what, what, is this a $90 million episode? Like, what is happening? <laughs> Did we tell you how much that cost?
4: No We, we don't know we don't, I don't think we can say exactly how much we spent on it But uh, the, uh, the company Splice Boys, they make these yep. They own mm-hmm. a bullet time camera rig which is what the matrix you know yes. uses to get all that bullet time effects yeah. shit um it's and they, basically that's a crazy f- sentence just there yeah.
2: they own a bullet time rig yeah yeah, yeah. sounds like some asshole at the gym talking himself <laughs> up too <Yeah>. much <laughs> right.
3: I've got a bullet time <laughs> rig fuck yeah. well, how do you train to get that a <laughs> uh, bullet time rig is basically like 50 cameras in a semi circle well the right. real ones are 100 i think yeah. like
4: you can you can pay more and you get 100 in a full mm-hmm. circle but right. First of all, they didn't even offer
5: us that. Yes,
3: no, no. They
4: were like, yeah, no, you can't afford you that. You can have three cameras. <laughs> 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 they gave us the 50 camera setup. And uh, I think normally it's, you know, between 30 and 40K. Perhaps right? more. Perhaps even more. But because of Auntie Donna, because they were fans of Auntie Donna, yep. and because Auntie Donna agreed to film some stuff on it, we got it for like. Obscenely small amount. Very very generous. Very, very generous. Very generous. And it
2: was like the best day ever. Yeah. Yeah, We had so much fun. Yeah. So, normally to uh, hire something like that, it would be like paying for uh, like a 10 show run at the Melbourne Comedy Festival. Totally. So, yeah. It would have been, it was, because I mean, the total budget we
4: had for this thing was. Um, about a hundred k, right? And so it would have been almost fifty percent mm. of the yeah of our budget. and a lot of favors
2: <laughs> and a lot of favors in that. Okay, well, I mean? we don't need to get into that. Uh, <laughs> but uh, you know, however you pay it is yeah. your business, yeah. and I respect it. I yeah. have to point that out as well. well. I
4: got to tell you, as soon as we figured, as soon as we figured out that we had this sweet ass deal on it, we thought, well, mm. this is going to up. Everyone yes. will think we had a million
3: dollars to make this thing. Yeah, yeah, and, and the th- rest of it is pretty modest. So the rest, most know? of it's shot in one room, <laughs> right? <laughs> no, it's great. It feels yeah. like it's uh,
2: it's a choice. It's like a, a, the anthology series Inside Number Nine, and you go, "Oh yeah, mm. no, they've made a choice here. This is yeah. good." It wasn't a choice, I'll tell you that. No, don't a- be like that. Like, <laughs> it's not, yeah. I'll, I'll edit that out. Of course, I <laughs> won't edit that out. But, uh, <laughs> but it's uh, it's great. I'm curious. So when I don't actually know how you guys met, and mm. and how long mm. did it take before you both realised you get into mysteries.
3: Shit, I I actually do remember when we first met. It would have just been at uh, an open mic. Oh. Uh, the record crate in Glebe no longer
2: exists, run by a really weird dude. Sorry, when you say no longer exists, do you mean the record crate or the Glebe? Record... <laughs> uh, g- <laughs> yeah. Glebe's changed. Glebe man. has changed, man. That is true.
3: It <laughs> has changed. Um, but yeah, there was an open mic there that run by uh, a weird dude. Was well, the open mic was said? run by normal dudes. The record crate was run by open a weird mic was dude. run by Dan Muggleton.
4: Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, uh, but the record Record crate venue was this guy who used to be in a band in Sydney mm. the band failed then he opened up a record store there no one was buying records from him then he half turned it into a cafe mm. venue right. yep. and no one wanted to go there and he was just pissed off all yeah. the time yeah and he would let you know about it always oh, yeah. so you're performing there and you've brought friends or whatever yeah. and he would be like no one's coming to my fucking record crate yeah. cafe it's Bullshit! Right. You bloody comedians are always sitting around, blah, blah, blah. It's like, yeah,
3: we're having a hundred beers though,
4: man. Yeah, we're putting money in your till. Yeah. There's nothing dipshit. better than someone... And I someone buy records. Exactly.
3: Yeah. I buy records. Every yeah. time I would yeah. MC there, get the 50 bucks, goes right back to him. <laughs> yeah. Buy two records or something. Yeah,
2: there's nothing better than someone being furious that you've turned up. Yeah, you know, yeah. It's like you guys coming here today. What are you doing here? Yeah. Exactly.
3: <laughs> I MC'd the show and I bought the last waltz, like deluxe edition, oh, vintage, yeah. freaking... uh Record set Or like three or four LPs Yeah Mm -hmm. And then it was It was like 60 or 70 bucks I emceed and he was like, yeah, that's 20 bucks because it was like <laughs> I had to pay extra for what I'd like performed Amazing. for like three, four hours that night. Yes. And I still had to pay extra to get it. Uh, great record though. Great record. Worth, was worth it. Honestly, it was worth good it. Good $20. Yeah, exactly.
4: Right? So I shoot. Yeah, we would have we met, met there. there. We and then we like
3: slowly became friends because we like, you know, liked each other's comedy. We were like yeah. found each other very funny. But then we'd be like probably got close because we started a podcast with Henry Stone.
2: Mm. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Henry yeah. Stone
4: wanted to make a podcast about mm. movies and he asked both of us to be on it. Mm. And then he quit within a year. Yeah. And we, <laughs> we just kept yeah. doing it. And we stuck yeah. together. Yeah.
2: <laughs> That's great. The uh, What was your first mystery that you got into, Alexa?
3: Um, well, the first one that I attempted to solve was finding Drago. But I yeah. don't know what, like, I think I always loved mystery stuff because when I was a kid, I loved The Famous Five. Yeah, I loved Sherlock Holmes. I had a Sherlock Holmes themed seventh birthday party. Um, like, I just always love that stuff. Like, especially like Columbo. I oh, always yeah. grew up watching Columbo mm, yeah. and all that stuff.
2: What was your first uh, Sherlock Holmes experience? Do you know? Because yes. I'm, I'm asking specifically because I can remember. I mine. can
3: tell you it was Basil the Great Mouse Detective, the <laughs> Disney movie where it's Sherlock Holmes but a mouse. That. Yeah. I was obsessed. That is, I loved Basil. That
2: is. the Hang on. What about you, Cam? Sherlock, yeah,
4: uh, I guess the Hounds of Baskerville,
2: That's right. Him, right? Yeah. Mm. This is so funny because mm. you've just, uh, you know, brought up really delightful things, and mm. I mine was Murder by Decree, oh, Where Sherlock Holmes one? going after Jack the Ripper, mm. and oh. it's uh, Christopher Plummer. Yeah. And James oh, wow. Mason as uh, hey great cast that's great cracking cast yeah. and it, it delved into that and the the mystery and it's uh, it's one that uh, Alan Moore went into uh, mm. in From Hell From Hell. which is uh, goes all the way up to the Queen yeah mm. which I
4: mean I don't believe any of that stuff when I was younger I used to be obsessed with that whole yes. mythology of it's actually the Queen or it's yes. potentially the surgeon yes. or yeah, William now, Gull. Yeah, all yeah, people say, well, actually, he moved to America and he became the Zodiac Killer. Always. Right. Like, there's always yeah. some weird... He was really old, too. Wow. i like, you know awesome. what? I reckon he was just... Uh, it was maybe even three or four completely yeah. disconnected people that were just psychos. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs>
2: but, you know, it's... Um, and it's not like the Queen ever... In any iteration Ever had someone murdered Who was mm. causing trouble that's For the true. royal family So They're very honourable people that's They're very happened. Very honourable yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, So what about you Cam Because you're also mm. uh, I know you have a love of music Did you ever mm. have any uh, Were you one of those uh, Kids who When they were listening to an album Trying to decipher What was going on with of it Like course. the backstories my dad is, a I think we talked about this last time, my dad's really into prog rock. Yes.
4: And so one of the first things that I ever remember learning is that the Pink Floyd album, mm. Dark yes. Side of the Moon, lines up with yeah. Yeah. The Wizard of Oz. So that sort of conspiratorial, urban, legend stuff has been baked yeah. into my existence. Mm. And Beatles, backmasking was a yes. thing. Of my mum always telling me you can actually hear mess- backwards
2: messages on these yeah. records and Um, And also the fun that that Lennon had with lyrics Of deliberately doing things to make people go I wonder what this means Yeah, Mm -hmm. what's he saying there? (laughs) And and paranormal stuff I was really into I loved
4: The X-Files Yes, Mm -hmm. And that got me into I've told Alexi about this as well There was this Subscription magazine called the X Factor, yes, which was all paranormal stuff. So yeah. you know the Roswell incident and Bigfoot and whatnot. And I'd subscribe to that when I was a child. Yeah, and I would hunt UFOs. I'd go stay out at night in my backyard or go into the bush yeah. with my friends and try yeah. to find. UFOs or whatever. We'd always be looking for creatures in the yeah. bush. Yeah, That was my childhood, basically. Oh, I'm, I'm, sure a it's
3: a same. <laughs> I'm sure it's the same for every generation, but I think for us when we were kids, there were a lot of those books as well that were like scholastic books that were... Um, always like a thousand different mysteries yeah. of the world I've like, still got a couple of them in yeah. my parents house I yep. have found one the other day it's like all those like Stonehenge yep. all yep. those kind of things like I love druids and all that stuff yep. so it's all those kind of mm. like mysteries in there uh, where they'd only be like a paragraph each or something yeah. I always drawing. just found those things I think it's like for us there's a curiosity in the richer history of like a of a realm that might not exist you mm. know right. that kind of stuff of yeah. like just just outside your of line world. of sight mm.
2: yeah. uh, Just while I think of it Did you see the news with Roger Waters this week Where he did an interview and he said I don't know how the Wizard of Oz thing happened We never did that oh, If wow. it happens, it happens by accident And he'd heard a story about a bus driving down <laughs> in America And was kind of all over the road <laughs> And the cops pulled it over And when the, the doors opened this Big ball of like green uh, clouds came out, and it was everyone was super high inside. And they went down to the back and pulled the curtains back, and there was Willie Nelson watching The Wizard oh of Oz God. listening to Pink <laughs> Floyd. <laughs> and, wow. And Roger Waters said, I don't know if that story is true, but I, I choose to believe that
4: I, yeah. I've never actually synced it up, but there are YouTube syncs. Mm. I have there. done
2: it. I did it with Gatesy from Tripod. Wow. And you know, and? the thing that takes you by surprise mm. is that the the album ends and the movie keeps going and, yeah. it, and for some reason that took us by a surprise like, <laughs> yeah. I thought this album like must go for like two hours yeah and it's like, no forty <laughs> minutes finishes album. Yeah. and then it's just and then it's just you know whoever had synced it then the rest of the Wizard of Oz was just really quiet <laughs> there was nothing <laughs> going on um, are there any kind of uh, so conspiracies. Mm. Like the ma- this happens in every uh, iteration of the mainstream, and the things that are cool, they mm. get absorbed and become awful. And mm. to be into conspiracies now is mm. a bummer. Yeah, because, absolutely. Because back then it was on the fringes, and it was uh, you know highfalutin mm. ideas. Yeah, are there any that you kind of still? Vaguely subscribe to and that you kind of still have a, a love for. So, mm. to give you an example, for me, I always like the idea that this is not the first time the world has built up yes. like, yeah you know, I love all that stuff. you know that if you go further back if you dig further down yeah. it's like ancient there's a whole lot of shit there mm. yeah
4: I love all that stuff
3: yeah, yeah like ancient aliens I think that's like so I fascinating like that. yeah chariots of the gods and stuff yeah, yeah. yeah. that's well, why I
2: keep giving Prometheus a go every yeah, 18 same. months hoping yeah. you know like and that's t- why I love Prometheus <laughs> on paper yeah. I love it too yeah. but yeah. I don't I never really enjoy it when I
4: watch it but.
2: It's, it's, it's like I can watch three minutes here and two minutes mm. there like if I watch the seventeen. Minute version of it. It's a yeah. work of genius. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm a sucker
4: for that stuff. I love yeah. an ancient aliens story. I don't know if I 100 believe it, but I love it as a yeah. bit of storytelling. Mm. But the ones that I reckon I can get easily swayed into believing mm. are anything surrounding the JFK assassination. Mm. Oh yeah, yeah. right. Anytime I read a lot of these sort of books Or if I watch Oliver Stone's mm. JMK, right. Which I do yeah. Yeah. You watch it quite Bizarrely often Bizarrely regularly It's a yeah. long movie I reckon yeah. you watch
3: it twice a year From, Maybe. My, from whenever you <laughs> report back to me <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Maybe And also you don't watch any other Oliver Stone movies No it's just, That's the one I don't that's like it? his other movies <laughs> Yeah, great <laughs> <With> <laughs> But the- I'll,
4: I can go like Oh, yep, yeah, yep yeah, This all lines up for me Even though I'm not entirely tracking what's happening Right There's enough confident people Saying, and then this administration did this Mm, And then Cuba, like the Cuba freedom fighters did this And I go, yep, 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 cool, yep, I believe it Yep. And the mafia were involved too. Yeah, yeah. And ancient look, aliens. Look <laughs> yeah, yeah. All of that Like and uh, Kubrick. I,
2: I've <laughs> got to be honest. Uh, if you get Kevin Costner to tell me anything, oh, I'm yeah. probably going to buy mm. it. I buy it.
4: Yeah, yeah. Oh, the Kubrick one's a good one too. Yeah. The Moon Landing. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. I love
3: that Kubrick Moon Landing one. I don't buy it. I don't think I believe I many conspiracy <laughs> theories. <laughs> I just decided <laughs> I then. Just, <laughs> just decided. I've been
4: wavering for yeah. a long time. But now this is the time. I think it's a fun idea to think about. Exactly. They faked it, and then then they did real missions after mm. that. Right. Well, I but think the first one was fake.
3: There's so much of this stuff that like the fiction is richer than the truth, mm, right. and that's mm. what's more exciting. And I think you know, especially now with conspiracy theories, um, a lot of the ones that get uh, the mainstream attention are either the ones that are so out there it's difficult to believe, but people do, right. or it's mm. the ones that explain something that. Uh, In a way that maybe comforts you more, like, you know, especially around COVID and stuff. There were so many conspiracy theories that were just like, oh, the lab leak stuff and all Mm. that. And it's like, it gives people comfort to believe it's that rather than that something can just happen. Yeah. 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 It's
2: better to think that it is something that Mm. has deliberately happened and gotten out of control because with that way of thinking, Mm. it could get back in
4: control. Exactly. And I like that Cashman said that on Question Everything mm, last right. season. He said something like, I'm much happier believing that this was a deliberate attack rather yeah. than just some bat flew into somewhere and ate yeah. a pangolin. Because yeah. that means that we're not in charge. Yeah. Anything. A, if, a, if Some animal can almost take down the entire yeah. A, a, a bat took rays. a shit on a dim sim and now we're fine. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, right. yeah, that's, yeah. that's too much to deal with. Yeah. Right? Yeah, it's too is.
2: much. Yeah. Uh, just getting back to the moon landing thing. Did you ever watch? Mm. I'm sure you would have. Capricorn one. Yeah, yeah I've seen absolutely. Capricorn, Capricorn One. One. I haven't Great. seen it since I, I watch that four photos. times a year <laughs> 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 I watched it with that. my mom
3: Probably like this year Recently Yeah, yeah. yeah. Does it hold up? I'm keen to go back to it I think it's In theory it's much more interesting Than it actually is But it's right. a cool mm. movie It's really cool Great cast Yeah with OJ Yeah Love OJ That's who I'm talking about When I say great cast We're OJ truthers Yeah, yeah. We think he did it <laughs> Yeah Oh really Yeah
4: That's our like, conspiracy theory yeah. Wow. Yeah. We think OJ's guilty yeah. Have you ever heard um, <laughs> Which bit was it The
2: book that he released Saying yeah. uh, this is how I would have done it If I did it And it was exactly How I did it
3: <laughs> Have you ever heard Michael That's Moore's audacious. Conspiracy theory Around OJ Who's Michael Moore Okay He what? has a conspiracy theory Around it what That it was actually OJ's son that did it Oh fuck
4: how old was his son, OJ? Three. <laughs> no, I no, no. <laughs> His son was like so an like adult son, you know. Yeah. Oh, so okay. And what OJ was, and uh, that's why there was all the circumstantial evidence. Yeah.
5: Interesting.
2: All right. So then yeah. he
4: released the book to protect his son. Yeah. I mean, that's so interesting. I mean, it's yeah. Mi- that's what it was. <laughs> it that's is, really cool. Yeah. It's Michael Moore. It's <laughs> <I like> Michael
3: <laughs> Moore's conspiracy theory. Yeah. Wow, that's interesting. It's. Uh, I'd it's watch
4: b- that movie. Yeah. I would definitely. But he's go got to make it.
3: My dad has the greatest idea anyone's ever had. <laughs> <laughs> OJ didn't do it. <laughs>
2: the uh, it's it's funny the way that conspiracies have changed though because uh, like suddenly you know when they tried to reboot the X Files it doesn't mm. work anymore because yeah. it, you know it's it is it, everything kind of starts off uh, on the far left mm. and then it gets moved to the mainstream and then it gets adopted by the far right and mm. everything's ruined it, like yeah. even in something as simple as grunge they're yeah. wearing denim jackets because it's cold in seattle mm-hmm. and then you know within a couple of years mm. supermodels are wearing twenty thousand dollar denim jackets walking yeah. down the catwalk yeah yeah <laughs> you know and uh, conspiracies are, are tricky do, do you find it difficult to kind of sell it as a concept or an idea or is this idea in itself because it's not necessarily aligned with something like uh, that could be absorbed By the mainstream In uh, you know Like COVID Or something That's actually mm. dangerous Does that kind of Still make it fun Or do you get pushback
4: yeah. I think where uh, The stuff that we've picked So far to investigate Is so divorced From politics That yes. it will never Come close to Maybe this one Unintentionally Is the most political one That we've right. done And that's because Kanye West is involved
3: in mm. it. And he is in the news since it's <laughs> like, been released every week. Yeah. yeah. Every week. All the time and he he always will be. Yeah. 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 He gave us one episode for free and then he popped right back up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah.
4: uh, but no, I think you know who who's to say what will happen in the future. Mm. But for now, that's not really interesting to us. Yeah, Cause there's, there's a lot of that stuff already being done really yeah. well. You know, yeah. like and I don't I don't want to touch it. But oh yeah, um. but I
2: I kind of also just meant even in the pitching. You know, oh, do people right. get a little bit? You no, know, because sometimes people not. won't listen to minutia. Mm. Yeah,
4: re- weirdly yeah. not people. Uh, people. Well, when we've had to pitch these things. Have just been intrigued by. We sell it more like a true crime parody, yeah. I suppose. Yes, yeah. is we go, hey, this is we're doing true crime without the blood. Yeah, yeah, and uh, and everyone's like, great, that's what. We want we want true crime, but really we're doing conspiratorial documentaries. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, and it's like the rabbit hole. That's what we explore. Yeah. It's the rabbit mm, yeah. hole. It's the kind of paranoia.
3: Yeah, it's the All the President's Men, but it's not a president you're trying to oust. It's yeah. just like Someone. you're finding some weird thing on some the internet. Elusive you know? dude. Exactly. I
2: suddenly want to rewrite All the President's Men and have you two act the the roles. <laughs> we'll do we'll do a stage adaptation <laughs> yeah. of it. That'd be great. Yeah, uh, it's just, it's
3: kind of that. Like we the way we look at it is like. Every Everything that we're after is insignificant, and usually it's like we kind of find something that's that is insignificant in the world, but we find like what's special about it, what's interesting about it, Mm. and what's worth like celebrating in the story
2: out there that someone might have constructed. You know, well, the first two podcasts were such massive hits, and it's it's kind of fun as well. Like sometimes I'll be talking to friends who aren't mixed up in the comedy world and they know you guys and they love those podcasts. Mm. Uh, was this the first idea for you, that you had for your next uh, uh, investigation, or were there other ideas that kind of rose up? And like, mm-hmm. what's the process?
4: There were other ideas as mm. well. Yeah, yeah, there was one that we looked at even as early back as the second series yeah. of the podcast. Oh, it yeah. was um, another bit of fan fiction. Mm. So the first series obviously largely revolves around this Rocky Four fan fiction. Yes. Mm. And for the second series, we thought we might stay in that world. Yeah. yeah. Um, but then we ended up moving in a different direction. But there was there's a bit of fan fiction online that's r- written around the Harry Potter universe. Mm. Some anonymous author wrote, essentially rewrote Harry Potter, but from the perspective of one of the bad students, Draco Malfoy. Right. And it's quite... Um, it's sexy yeah, and...
3: Yeah, it's a, a borderline erotic. Borderline erotic fan yeah. fiction. Yeah. <laughs> it seems
2: like anytime anyone wants to write some fan fiction, you yeah. know it's going to get yeah, sexy. Yeah, there you
4: go. So yeah. I'm rewriting it, and this time they fuck. And <laughs> it's also... Um,
3: like it, This was actually quite a big sensation online for right. a certain age group, certain yeah. demographic, because it was also very uh, emo-infused, yeah. like yes. kind of my chemical romance-infused yes. throughout. So
4: the the... Fan fiction is called My Immortal, Mm. and yeah, it's about Draco Malfoy and Draco's girlfriend, who's a stand-in for the author, I guess. And um, no one knows who the author is, but a few people have claimed to be the author over Mm. time. Actual novelists have come forward and said, yeah, that was me. I wrote that when I was a teenager. No one quite knows for sure who's lying, who's telling Mm. the truth. So we thought that would be a fun area to explore. But um, then we just went in a different direction. But that one's always been floating around that one's in my a, head.
3: Yeah, that one's always there because it's something that's like especially now the first two that we made the podcasts those are like mysteries that no one else has like ever come across mm, they're just right. like they were unique to us that we found out there in the world and i think with this one you know there were a few other stories floating around like that's kind of we almost always feel like oh maybe we'll do an anthology thing where it's a different mm. thing each episode but then one bubbles up we go right. this a lot more in here yep. and i'd say the difference with finding jesus is this is one this kanye quest mystery is one that many people have tried to solve over the last nearly decade. Right. And I think that was something, for us at least, was a bit of a challenge, an exciting challenge for us to go, what if we try and solve one that, and prove ourselves that we are really good detectives, and solve one that no one's ever done before. Mm.
2: And... uh, how far into a process do you know that something's going to work, or do you, mm. is it right up until the end where you finally <laughs> get mm. to it and you go, "Oh yeah, no, that worked"? Is there a little bit of anxiety on the way, yes. or yeah, <laughs> heaps, 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 yes, of heaps of yeah. anxiety for so everyone listening? Uh, there was just a lot of nodding before yeah. they responded. <laughs>
3: but I would say we decide when we find the hook, like when yeah. there's a hook for us, mm. and for us usually it's an emotional reaction, emotional it, yeah, response, a bit of both,
4: like an emotional hook and also. Mm-hmm. A practical one, like yeah. oh, we there's more to uncover, or yeah. you you think you found the floor of it, and then you realize there's a hatch in the floor, yeah. and there's a whole subterranean level. Yeah. So yeah. I think for finding Yeezers, the the practical hook was we discovered that Mark Bonanno who was a mutual friend of ours, um, potentially knew the main suspect that oh, we were yes. hunting, mm-hmm. and then which the, is crazy, which is crazy, crazy, yeah. and then uh, the. Emotional hook, I guess, was when we started realising this is a story about faith Mm. and um, belief and the afterlife.
3: And that was immediately for us was like, oh, that makes sense as what we do next. Because our first two are so much about like truth and lies and like why we lie, why we tell the truth, what the meaning is for those to go. Well, then what's the extension of that? It's believing. Like, why do you believe in things? And that was like why we're like, oh, okay, this feels like the story we should be telling.
2: Was that a conscious decision to find a a slightly different flavor to uh, this series? Or was that just something that came out of putting it together? I just came out of, like, out of discovering usually, the story. Yeah, it's yeah. like...
4: Yeah, because cause you're trying to... There's so many different moving parts. So you mm. can't really, like, pick something that you want to do until yeah. you know what it is. Yeah. If, you, if you start saying, hey, we yeah. should
2: make this one a little bit more about faith then yeah. suddenly you're... Forcing it right? Yeah and You're trying and you, to make it probably,
4: about that. I probably If we said Let's make a faith thing yeah. We might have Looked at Kanye Quest And not been able to see That this yes. is a faith story And just yeah. brushed over it Yes And gone to a more yeah. obvious we're thing doing Like da a Vinci religious Codes. Yeah Like <laughs> okay. a, we're analysing <laughs> yeah. Like these pictures <laughs> yeah.
3: In the Louvre trying to and find shit? out Why all these paint, Why <laughs> yeah. these old statues Bleed tears And stuff <laughs> You know
2: <laughs> Do you get uh, Do you get people Pitching ideas to you yeah. or what's, What have been the We ones? are We're on the hunt for it now
3: Like we kind of like Have put at The call out to our listeners and viewers. Yeah, um, we've got like a thing on our website. Where we can submit a mystery now, yeah, and that's been like really cool. We've got some that are so detailed. Like someone wrote one that was that had links mm. and it was like three paragraphs, or oh, four yeah. paragraphs. It was like, man, okay, this guy knows how to sell a story. This might mm. be something for us in the future. Mm. Yeah, and like so, there's a lot of that. That's that's. I think that's it. We uh, we're open to it, you know. Yeah,
2: and are there mainstream? Ideas sent to you Like Of course The Da Vinci Code Yeah there's heaps of mainstream stuff Mm. And
4: then like things that are Sort of Not even mysteries But just Like someone said to me You guys should try and find out Whatever happened to Yahoo Sirius Mm. The director Actor I think that's one that comes up to us a lot Yeah A few people have suggested it I'm like Yeah he He, We know where he lives He lives in Avalon Yeah Yeah. He's just like up the road Yeah He's just keep living a quiet life mm -hmm. Yeah it's and not, showbiz a, is hard yeah, yeah, showbiz is really hard It's yeah. hard yeah. to get movies made that'd be, yeah. that'd
2: be a good Seven minute episode yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean <laughs> it could make Maybe a portrait documentary Around him yeah, for yeah. a little bit you know, I, yeah. I, I would thoroughly appreciate You know Five episodes of you Talking it up And then the final mm. uh, episode Is you knock on his door And he says yeah. How's it going Oh yeah, you good? Yeah, I'm pretty good mate Everything's yeah. quiet Oh yeah, okay Thank you <laughs> good. See you mate yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I ran out of ideas after Mr. Accident. Oh, yeah, Yeah. fair enough. No, 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 we get it. I think we are doing that at this precise moment (laughs) as well. (laughs) Finding Yahoo. (laughs)
1: That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. How far, um, I, I don't know if you would want
2: to talk about it, but I'm, I'm just curious about the, uh, the 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 machinations of how things come together. And uh, uh, have you had an idea and been exploring it and then hit a point where you go, oh, this is like you're all excited, mm, you know, and mm. then it just hits a cul-de-sac where you go, Ah, and then yeah. if you do, what what's that process like? Because I'm, I wonder if, do you hit it at the same time or is one of you having to say, uh, I'm not feeling this, you know? Well,
4: I'll tell you, with the Harry Potter one, the My Immortal one, around about season two time, I was convinced for a while this was the, the one because mm-hmm. there was so much to it and so many, you know, moving parts, a lot of people claiming that they had yeah. written this thing. And I got quite deep... Into it And I found um, I found something that just seemed too Too emotionally fraught for us to handle at that point Like there was a, a A woman had claimed to be the author of it And she was also... Ter- had terminal cancer. Oh right! And she was talking about how she, um, she was, she had abuse in her family and all this stuff. Right. And I just remember hitting that detail and thinking, I don't think yeah. we can tell this story. Yes. Well, because we'd be giggling then. through the first four episodes. Yeah. And then episode five, we go, and then we just found out that she has yeah. cancer. You and know, and like it yeah, would be a bit too weird. Yeah. It's
2: not the just. It's like. um it's like those uh, very sincere stand-up shows that you see mm. sometimes where yeah. you have it, you laugh for three-quarters of it and then someone says, and uh, and then my father died. And you go, yeah. oh. And you go, well, well that's bad for laughing now. Yeah, now <laughs> yeah. I've been laughing
3: in a room with a guy who's got a dead dad.
2: Yeah. yeah. Anyway, I feel like I've done those shows. That's why I, I'm, I'm allowed to make those criticisms.
4: Yeah. It's a tough one with yeah. that sort of stuff because it's like, you know, you want... It's almost like if you have a, uh, like a dead dad reveal in mm. your comedy show, yeah. I reckon your duty is to say it in the first sentence absolutely. Yes. and then go, but I'm not going to make this a f- sob story or whatever. Let's yeah. have a few laughs yeah. for a bit and that'll yeah. come back. Yeah, yeah. That'll, I'll come, yeah. You'll, that'll be colouring your view of it, but it'll, yeah.
2: it's a comedy show and it'll come back to mm. dead dad. Don't the, worry. Uh, recently in Adelaide, I had to tell a story about uh, a, a friend uh, attempting suicide and it was... He's, Fine. Yeah, yeah. but yeah. that's exactly how I did it. I opened yeah, with that's smart. We're starting dark. Don't worry. He's fine. That's he's yep. all good. Yeah. But this bit's too funny for me not to tell you because <laughs> and yep. then blah 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 blah. You told me this story. Yeah, it's, and then you get it is really funny. <laughs> <laughs> <It> is. <laughs> <It> is. <laughs> and then it gets to that point where there's that kind of relief of because it's. You know, sometimes comedy turns up in the weirdest places. Yeah. And that's, and that's the point of telling these stories yeah, absolutely. as well. Mm. But yeah, that sounds like it would have been like a yeah. suddenly the hitting the brakes. It's one of those things where,
4: yeah, if we were to do it now, maybe we could yeah. handle it yeah. in a pretty smart way or a sensitive yeah. way. But this is three years ago or maybe even more. Yeah. And at, I would say yeah. like
3: even the story we did telling for that, mm. the Finding Desperata story, there are some darker turns yeah. in it. But I think it took us having to figure out how to tell those because we were unraveling them yeah now I feel like we could confidently yeah with a little more confidence not confidently maybe <laughs> yeah but maybe do something that's a little bit more like you said fraught and like yep. kind of like meld our humor and like our sensitivity with those kind of more yes. sensitive topics and stuff
2: yeah so who brought this one to the table this was Cameron James one yep. yeah yeah, yeah. And where where did you come across it to begin with?
4: Well, a few people, had, like we said, had Mm. had a crack at solving this. So, it's just one that I think someone had recommended it ages ago. Oh, do you know about Kanye Quest? And I didn't. I didn't really care about looking into it. It sounded dumb. And then I think I just remembered the name or I saw it on Reddit one day or something and went down a bit of a rabbit hole and realized that a lot of these... Um, Youtubers had come to the same conclusion of who they thought mm. Phoenix was, the person we're looking for. Yeah, but I just wasn't convinced yeah. by any of the evidence stacked up. I right. thought, well, how did this? Just feels like there's more to it. They've just mm. hit a wall and gone, that's who it is. End of story.
3: Yeah, but they're not investigators, and mm. that's kind of the thing. Like you can find things out by looking them up, but then the next step is what we do, which mm. is like actually investigate, find like the factual cl- the factual mm. links, the factual clues. Yeah. And then also the thing that no one else does, which is like actually go out and yeah. interview people and people. meet people, mm. talk yeah. to people.
2: So when you say, for people listening, when you say we actually investigate, mm. what does that entail?
3: Well, I think it is the same stuff that a lot of people do. Like, when they're t- like everyone listening to this, everyone has fallen down that rabbit hole. Everyone has tumbled down a rabbit hole of like something they've obsessed with on the internet for a sh- it could be a short period of time, could be a long period of time, where they go down, find these things, keep going further and further. I think the investigation for us is we connect the dots more and we like kind of find out the things that. We kind of find like the factualness in mm. them, like to kind of find like them at multiple points of evidence. Yep. and I think it is reaching out to people. It's like the big, yeah. the big, big step. Well, it's, it's all the presidents, man. It's mm. literally yeah. the interviews. That's where you yeah. find the truth. You the never, interviews is the truth. You
4: can tell your own story based around facts or dates mm. or whatever, but it's once you start hearing multiple people tell things yeah. Yeah. that the real story emerges. And h- how do you
2: go about uh, getting people to talk to you? Do you find that, especially with this one, do people want to mm. talk about it or do you have to kind of... So
4: far, people have been pretty good. I yeah. think, yeah. like, um, <clears throat> I mean, we had a producer this year who really helped us, and she's a documentarian. Her name's Rebecca Metcalf. Yeah, genius. And, and um, so she's really good at reaching out to people. But it is like... I mean, I do it a lot too. I mm. eat, I'd send so many emails that are just like, "Hi, my name is Cameron." Yeah. I, I never say I'm a comedian. Yeah. I always yeah. get, "I'm a journalist," or yeah. "I'm a I'm a writer." Is what I always say. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, I'm "I'm work working on ABC. a piece." Yeah, I'm working yeah. on a piece about this. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, we'd really love to talk to you. We'd really love to get your take on this. Yeah. It's just like a bit of seduction. Yeah, yes.
3: and please don't look at my Twitter. I was saying, yeah, <laughs> I was saying to um.
4: <laughs> Because I did this the other day. I was on tour. Mm. I was on a comedy tour in regional New South Wales. Amazing. And I found you'd love it, Hamo. You'd love it out there. Can't remember where we were. but (laughs) (laughs) uh, I've probably been there. (laughs) Probably, yeah. But we stopped at a cafe for lunch, and there was all this old memorabilia on the walls of the town. Yeah. And there was an old greeting card that said, like, it, actually, the, it wasn't even for this town. It was for Port Piri in South Australia. Oh, yeah. It was an old greeting card for Port Whoa. Piri. It just had greetings from Port Piri. And there was all this elaborate design around it. And within the design were little swastikas. Oh, Kind of like hidden in the design. Oh, and we were, all, we were all looking at it and going like, what is that? Do you reckon that's the Hindu symbol? Yeah. Yes. Or what is it? Anyway, I took a photo of it. Yes, And then in the van, when everyone had forgotten about the swastika thing... I emailed a historian from Port Piri and Mm. sent the photo and just said, Hi, I'm a um, writer from Thingo, just curious about what this is. And then I also posted it in the Port Piri Facebook group Mm. and said, Hey, Hivemind, just just found this, wondering (laughs) if anyone knows what it is. Does anyone have anything anything similar? And then the comments were popping off on that with people going, Oh my God, yeah, well, actually I found something similar and blah, blah, blah. So it is just like Mm. a little bit of seduction, a little bit of curiosity. And just asking questions and and not being superior. Yes. I always put plant myself as I'm actually coming to you for help. Yeah, exactly. you can help me. Yes. Yeah,
3: and it's treating like everyone like they're an expert. That's yeah. like a big part of it. It's like you go, well, we need these expert opinions. We go to experts. We go to people that will know about it, and just going like, we are your servant. Like we yeah. want to hear your tell expertise on it.
4: Yeah, the answer is it was a Hindu thing because it's oh, also great. used Whew. in. Uh, It's also that symbol's also used in like old Celtic yes Mm. Mason sort of things. Once again, something starts
2: off being fine and the far right fucking ruins it.
4: Exactly. But you'll you'll love this too. South Australia was a hotbed for Nazism during the war. Did you know that? Handorf. Yes, yeah, the German town, yeah, yeah. yeah.
2: Uh, my <laughs> mum, who is uh, sixty-nine and somehow even more of a lefty, uh, <laughs> yeah. uh, uh, was furious about it all the way through my youth. Yeah. Excellent. <laughs> it looks like a cute town, though,
5: Handel It's very nice. Yeah, yeah.
2: yeah. And the uh, show by Annie Lindner on uh, on SBS, and I'm drawing a blank on the title. Sorry, Annie, mm-hmm. but uh, uh, that's it in in that area oh, right, as well. Right, so right. there's a lot of you know. Uh, Leidenhosen and uh, a lot of sausage (laughs) eating in in the series. (laughs) It's very funny. I love a
4: little German town. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: yeah. Uh, That's... uh, How fascinating that saying that you're a comedian will open some doors and Mm. close others. Oh, yeah, big time. And I reckon you are completely right. Yeah. uh, And it's
3: about like figuring out which one. Like for years or so, a lot more younger people are reaching out to. I'd say the comedy route opened those doors a lot more than they would have ever done in any of the other mysteries we tried to solve. Yeah.
2: So from about, what, mid-30s on, like then you're a journalist? Exactly. Pretty much. Even to other comedians. I reckon if you get in touch with other comedians (laughs) and you say, you're a comedian, they'll probably turn on you. Exactly. uh, But but I think
4: um, we... We're quite honest That we're comedians Once they're locked in For an interview mm. Right yeah. <laughs> yeah.
2: Once they agree
3: We
4: go Okay cool By the way This is sort of a comedy show So yeah. we will be a bit silly So don't be put off If we're going to be a yeah. bit And
3: then people get into it Straight yeah. away yeah. Like every time We've had an interview We dream and hope Of getting some stick in the mud That we can like Mock a little bit mm. But then they always Want to riff with yeah. us They always want to joke it's with true. us They get on our yeah. level Immediately A
4: big note This year on Yeezers Was we want a lot of really dry academics mm. that yeah. we can be funny in front of, but every single person ended up getting a really funny line in yeah. the show. Everyone yeah,
2: everyone was funny and everyone. everyone played on. Well, you know, I think that's the misconception is that everyone's funny to somebody. Mm. Yeah. And the yeah. comedian, the skill is yeah. to broaden the appeal. Mm. So that's that's all it is. And, yeah. and, and I'm. how many times have you met someone? You say, are oh, you going to love my. New boyfriend, he's mm. funny, and you meet him, yeah. and you go, mm-hmm. Jesus Christ, Jeez. he's actually yeah. the, the funniest worst. guy I've ever met in my life. <laughs> <laughs> but he, he's funny to her, yeah. yeah you know, yeah, yeah. so that's sometimes so when people get an opportunity to just like throw a little at mm. your way, they're really excited. It's a
4: true, it's a really true observation. Like, I that's one thing. Maybe that's partly why comedy will never be truly respected, is because
2: everyone. Is yes. funny Cause, yeah. Cause, yeah, yeah Because not everyone can sing And not yeah. everyone can act And not everyone can But everyone's can... gotten to laugh Yeah <laughs> Everyone uh, Everyone On the planet Has yeah. made someone else laugh Someone laugh At some point <laughs> You know And uh, even Like you, uh, How many times have you been in uh, Like not necessarily one-on-one But in a, a disagreement with someone And a couple of people Will take a side And then they'll yeah. say something mm-hmm. And they'll all be laughing And you're like That's not funny Yeah like, that's, like, That was the sentence Yeah What the fuck are you laughing at <laughs> yeah. But to them <laughs> that was the greatest thing in the yeah. world. That's why I always get frustrated with um, when people review things, and they'll be they'll be somewhere where everyone's laughing, and they'll say that's not funny. Mm. And so no, it's quite mm. clearly funny. It's just not funny for you. I don't always mean to. And I think yeah. sh- I think that's why streaming has ruined uh, comedy for movies, and uh, because people are experiencing it at home alone. And, uh, and Ooh, that's interesting. Sometimes you get caught up with stuff. Yeah. I've, I've uh, I'm interviewing in in a couple of days. I'm meeting interviewing Nick Stoller, oh, so cool, I went yeah, and yeah. saw his new movie Bros. Bros. And there How was is just it? there was just four of us. Yeah, and the the two guys behind me, mm. like I really enjoyed it and I thought mm. it was really funny. Yeah. but I, I probably got a ten percent boost out of it. Because the guys behind me were making me laugh so hard over how hard they were. And it was, you know, there was just... It's so infectious. It's only four people in a cinema, two behind. And I was sitting next to uh, a woman from BuzzFeed. And the four of us just had a brilliant time together. (laughs) But I reckon if I'd watched it at home, I still would have enjoyed it. Mm. But it would have been more that, that's funny. Mm. Yeah, yeah, You know, but...
4: It's so rare to genuinely laugh out loud at home. yeah. Yeah. It just doesn't happen very often. It can happen. yeah. And it's usually not at the big laugh points, is it's it? It's something no, weird. It's usually something odd, like yeah. a weird yeah. line reading or something.
2: Yeah. Like that. Or it's, it's scary things make me laugh mm. more at home yeah. by myself. Mm. When uh, I was watching an Inside Number 9 episode that finished on something that was genuinely creepy, mm. I was here by myself. I went, "Oh!" And, yeah. I, and yeah. that, that was my biggest laugh in an yeah. episode that was pretty funny up until that point. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> but you know, especially with something like Bros as well, which... Uh, Depicts a lot of hilarious gay sex mm. And by myself, I would have been like God, that's reminding me of a lot of my friends And the stories they've told me But hearing mm-hmm. the guys behind me cackle <laughs> When something was happening Also accentuated the experience So yeah, yeah. that's that's my theory yeah. Anyway,
4: I, yeah, I'm 100% with you on that uh,
2: How many more uh, episodes do you have to go For your current series?
3: Well, there's six in total Yeah, Six mm. episodes in total yeah. I've seen the first two yeah, cool. so the third one is out now and the fourth one as of recording comes out tomorrow. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Right.
4: Yep, yep, yep. And the yep. fourth one's our favorite one. Yeah. Is so it far. right? Yeah. I mean, obviously 5 and 6 are great, uh especially, you know, we're not we're not spoiling anything, but we are openly on the record saying that we solved the mystery. Yeah. Yes. And by by episode 6, you know, it's all put to bed and yep. it's all, you know, wrapped up. But um so they're great for that reason because yeah. you get yeah. conclusion. conclusion. And there's cool f- stuff in them as well. But episode of 4 cool is just the one episode where like four is our favorite one. we
3: achieved the comedy stuff we'd always wanted to do yeah. with these yeah. kind of things. Yeah. With, especially going visual, we like, got to do stuff that we'd always dreamed of doing, mm. like a lot of juxtaposition stuff right. that like, we can't do in audio. Yeah. That just worked so well. That's great. Yeah,
4: we saw a set piece in our heads mm-hmm. at the very beginning of this and then we made it. And then when we looked at the edit, we were like, that's exactly how it looked in our heads. Yeah. That's oh, crazy. That's yeah. nice. Like, that's a bizarre feeling. That never happens. You yeah. always look at something and go, not yeah. quite right, but it's still good or whatever. But... This was, when I looked at it, I went, well, that's it. That's what we wrote down. There yeah. it is. And it's fucking exactly what we wanted. Yeah. Wow, that's cool. really cool. So,
2: episode four is like your uh, one-shot True Detective episode. Is yeah, that- I actually <laughs> would say that. Yeah. It's
3: pretty pretty close to that.
2: God, I love that show. Yeah. Oh, man. Carcosa, like, man. look, you know, uh, True Detective is, uh, like, I'm... I'm Keen to go back And like I did mm. The Leftovers of mm, this yes. podcast. I'm keen to do True Detective All go three back. seasons No just the first season Man I, I
4: don't I, I quite enjoyed The third season I did I did it all Again Oh yep. I, actually I didn't finish Season three Because um, I remember Quite liking to mm. It's okay. And I want to give it another shot because
3: Justin s- Lin did the first few yeah. episodes, yes. right? On him. the second watch,
4: i got to tell you, I did I did see all the criticisms that everyone had at Damn. the time. So there yeah. was
2: something good mm. in every episode. Mm. And it just, you know, look, um, I know this has been reported since, but at the time I was watching it, I had I'd said to my friend, I feel like it's not cooked properly so mm. I feel like they've taken it out of the oven too soon and and they kind of admitted that and that's why they took longer making the third season mm. and that's why I think the third season holds together much better yeah. but the second season you're sitting there and there's a great moment in, in every episode and there was for a while there, there's, there's scenes where that's feeling quite, uh, you know, David Lynchian. Yeah, and, totally. And I think Colin well, Farrell's performance noir, is lost in it. Like, I think he's mm. great. and uh, But, you know, you kind of look and you think, maybe those two characters should have been amalgamated. Yep. The initial idea was it was going to be set uh, when it was... Uh, being put together was it was going to be set in the uh, abandoned underground of yep. L.A. And love that. Yeah, and it, like you, you just see a taste of that mm. in this and it's I like the idea of the industrial suburb,
4: like the yes. or the Vincey. It's called in the show. I can't yeah, remember what the actual place is called. But yeah, it is a crime hotbed and it is run by the mafia. This yeah. real place, and I love that. I think Vince Vaughn is mm. really cool. And I remember in the last episode of season two. Vince Vaughn's bleeding out and walking through the desert to kind of get back home. And he starts having visions of all the people that he's been responsible for the deaths of around him. And when that was happening, I thought, this is the fucking show. Yes. Why did you wait till this episode to do it? It should have all had this stuff in it. All the way through. This is what it should have been. A guy grappling with the the crimes that he's been doing his entire life.
2: And maybe not Vince Vaughn.
4: Yeah. I don't mind him in it. I'm not. Yep. I'm not against Vince Vaughn. We're
2: Vaughn heads. We love Vince Vaughn. There are
4: okay. better actors. I'll. Grant you that. I
3: think there's not. In the world, <laughs> yeah. in history, I think he's number one. <laughs>
2: <laughs> the uh, You've decided to buy into the moon landings and you are... <laughs> in, uh, I'm a fanatic. Fitz- he's Fitz- Fitz- a woman th- head. Yeah. The, uh, the first true detective to me is uh, an interesting exploration of intellectual and emotional masculinity. So and true. And that's what... Yes. Mm. Uh, and I, I think... Um, you know uh, Michelle Monaghan's character is kind of uh, you know people talk about being a very masculine uh, uh, TV series, but mm. I think she's a really interesting character who kind of brings this uh, connection between the two. And yeah, she's she's a little bit like the like the soul of the series. You know, yeah. calling things out. She's and, great um, in it. Yeah, and uh, I'm I'm keen to and also I just you know all of those one-on-one interviews like that's one Mm. of my go-tos on Mm. YouTube oh I'm a bit tired Mm. I'm gonna put on a little bit of Russ Cole telling me that uh, time is a flat circle here we go baby this is great I love it and it's also when you get to the end and you re-watch it which I have done many times is you go oh He's not rambling. He's, hmm. he's wearing them he's down. to get Because as soon as he gets information, he's like, nah, mm. I'm out. Yeah, he's filibustering. <laughs> yeah, it's great. So. Uh, all right. Uh, I should let you go. Before you go, uh, do you have an idea of what the next... Well, not, you don't have to tell us, mm. but do you have an idea that you might lean towards? Or do you just need to get this done and have some breathing space? We have a few ideas we're kicking around. Yeah. Mm. yeah. And uh, along with that. Thirteen thousand page uh, document <laughs> yeah. that someone has sent to you. Yeah, which is
0: really
4: good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, sounds great. Yeah. We we just know that we want to make more of this. Mm. And we want to dive deeper, and all we that all really
3: like telling stories in this format. Yeah, like mm. you know, mm. we re- like. I think that it's something that we do really well. That we just, I think it's like our composed voice together now. Mm. It's just yeah. like finding these weird little things and then treating them really serious. I heard this great quote recently that is. Um, Drama is people treating things really seriously. Comedy is people t- treating things really seriously. Yes. <laughs> yeah, and like that made so much sense to me <laughs> and like what we do, which mm. is like something strange, we treat it so seriously. yeah and that yeah. just is like. I think, what we want to keep doing forever. Yeah, we, the best. Or at least a few years, who knows? Yeah. Maybe we'll go to drama after this. solve <laughs> <laughs> some real crimes. I really that's, hope so. But that's
2: so true as well. Like uh, w- One of the chasers I was working with mm. was a bit frustrated with something. We had a, had a bit of a break. Mm. And uh, you know how we got back on track? Uh, I, I pulled up half an hour's worth of Frank Drebin clips <laughs> from uh, <laughs> from police squads. Yeah. You yes. know? And, and the way that is played so... Like there's God, th- that I love scene, Frank Drebin Oh man! Like it still makes me laugh. Like I saw Loon, you share that twi- mm. that tweet. Oh, the yeah. we bribing each yeah, other. Yeah, isn't it the best. Yeah. The, the one where he uh, the, he's talking <laughs> to the chief and he says um, to Drebin "Hey, uh, just gotta." warn you that this woman's been really messed up and he says oh okay and he walks over and he starts interviewing quasimodo mm-hmm. and and the chief says no 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 the next table and he's oh yeah no worries sorry ma'am and then just moves on to the to a woman who looks fine but if you look in the background through the window is the eiffel tower and like none of it's oh, wow. nothing nobody draws attention to it and it's yeah. all played straight and it's much yeah, funnier it's so funny can i tell you my favorite part of your dynamic is that you both find each other hilarious and it's mm. really fun to watch. Like, you know, just trying to get uh, Alexi to swear. Well, yeah, yeah. Like, I could have done three episodes of that. <laughs> like that. But just the enjoyment of each other is paramount. And you're also yeah. quite distinct personalities, but you can see, if it was a Venn diagram, you can see where it overlaps. So never lose that.
3: Yeah, I think that's part of it. Is like we just there's nothing we value more than the laugh of the other person. Yeah, you know, that's true.
2: Yeah, yeah, it always uh, it works. That should be a constant for every relationship. Mm. You know, friends, uh, partners, family. Mm -hmm. Just trying to make them laugh. It's so true. Before you go, how about one uh, recommendation for people listening of anything that you are enjoying at the moment? And I know that's a broad yeah, question.
3: Okay, good Lord almighty. Well, um, And it I, can be
2: from any era. It doesn't have to be from now. It, whatever you want.
3: Well, there's some. There's two things I'm really uh, very into at the moment. One is a TV show, which is Ethan Hawke directed this documentary series about uh, Joan Plowright yeah. and uh, Paul Newman and their relationship and their stardom it's called The Last Movie Stars Yes, and it is like such a good documentary series and the thing that hooked me which was like what completely sold it as my favourite thing I've seen this year was he does this thing that Cameron and I really like which is a really um, like how do I I'm kind of think of the word but like the not recreations but yeah. Uh, verbatim theater mm. style stuff, yeah. where he's got these transcripts that were from original recordings that this uh, biographer did with all of Paul Newman's, like anyone you would want around Paul Newman, his ex-wife, everyone had. All, he did all these recordings of interviews, and then Newman burned them all because he yes. didn't want this biography being written eventually. But then the That's crazy the right? biographer mm. had gotten all these transcripts done, so Ethan Hawke has gone out and gotten all these great actors to do verbatim recreations of these transcripts that he's directed like over Zoom and stuff because he made it during the lockdowns and it is like all these great actors interpreting the real words of someone else and I just love that technique I think it's so beautiful and like awakening history and stuff and that I just love this series I think it's like five episodes and it's really in-depth and really thoughtful it's as much about Ethan Hawke and his stardom as it is about Paul Newman Yeah, Uh, that's really great the other thing is a movie a little bit hard to track down in australia but it is out there it's called inspector ike and it is this uh brooklyn comedians made this feature film for like such a modest budget and it's like what you guys are talking about it is like police squad it is like the naked gun where it's like a perfect recreation homage parody of colombo and 1970s era detective telemovie tv shows And it is just so funny. Beautiful period recreations on like this really tiny budget. Great score. And so, so funny. Really, really funny. That's great. Yeah.
4: What about you, Ken? Um, I'll just say the last thing I watched, which is um, A Simple Plan, the Sam Raimi movie. Oh, yes. From the 90s. I watched it. It's one of those movies that... I've known about my entire life. I'm the same. Never seen it. Yeah. yeah. It was yeah. like an Oscar nominee at that yeah. era and then yeah. disappeared. I a wonder bit. if it's because we all know Fargo. I think that's right. probably it. <laughs> and it kind of looks like a
2: lesser version of Fargo. Mm. Right. Yeah. You know what the industry's like. It's like, yeah. oh, these two things are yeah. marvelously sim- similar. We can only enjoy this one. Mm. Yeah. We'll choose the one that one that Oscar becomes or an icon. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> but there, it
4: is similar. It's set in Minnesota in the snow yeah. and it's a crime Story. It's but a collaborator of the. Yeah, it's with Raimi, who obviously yeah. collaborates with the Coens. But yeah. it's um, fantastic. Bill yeah. Paxton, yeah. Billy Bob Bill. Thornton, Bridget Fonda. Yeah, three wow. great actors. Uh, the Plus, you've got Bs. Gary Cole as the fourth oh. lead, essentially. Oh my gosh. Uh, he's one um, of those, yeah. you
2: know, there's a few actors, actresses mm. out there that you go, oh, I would love him to get yes. some. Big mainstream thing Mm. Where people are going Who's this guy Totally It kind of happened For Richard Jenkins Remember Richard Jenkins Was that guy And then suddenly he
4: was You know what I watched The other day uh, Speaking of Richard Jenkins And this is the other thing I'll recommend Is um, I've been watching A lot of dumb comedies Again Mm. lately For the first time In a long time And I watched Me, myself and Irene Which is this Farrelly Brothers Mm -hmm. Jim Carrey movie And Richard Jenkins Plays one of the cops in it (laughs) Great And I was Starstruck by Richard Jenkins so yeah. I'm Funny. already watching a movie yeah. With Jim Carrey And there's all these Other big actors in it You know Robert Foster's in it And yeah. stuff And then All of a sudden Richard Jenkins comes in As this kind of bad yeah. cop And I went Oh Richard yeah. Jenkins
3: yeah. <laughs> Richard Jenkins comedic is stellar He's yeah, got yeah. so many good comedies oh, He's, he's amazing. great yeah. in all
4: He's, of all he's them. one of the greats I reckon yeah. the,
2: the first time I saw a Richard Jenkins Was in the Al Pacino comeback movie Sea of Love Because mm. he's the Cop that uh, Pacino's wife Left him for oh. and, and and Pacino's having to constantly apologise because he keeps ringing the ex wife. Yeah, Denise, Denise. <laughs> yeah, We've had a bit to drink. You know, so uh, <laughs> that was the first time I saw Richard Jenkins. So <laughs> there yeah, we he's go. A,
3: he's great, a treasure. What
4: did I see him in? Mean, I saw him in something else again the other day. A fucking oh god! I've seen. I've I see Richard Jenkins almost wedding every day crashes. Is yeah. he wedding crashes?
3: No, he's Hall Pass. He is in Hall Pass. Yeah, he's Hall yeah. Pass. Um,
4: but no, it was that movie with the. Guy, you know... Doesn't matter I can't remember um, <laughs> That's great. I'll go through His
2: entire <laughs> filmography In The Visit uh, <laughs> Alright uh, Where can people Find uh, the series And where can people Find you As a duo And individually uh,
3: You can find The series At findingyeezus.com It's also on The YouTube channel Grouse House But if you just Type findingyeezus Into YouTube yep. You'll mm. find like the, All the episodes Will be there mm. uh, And you can find Us on Twitter And Instagram I'm at This is Alexi Cameron's at I am Cameron James On both of those platforms and we do a podcast together called total reboot and if you like finding users Mm -hmm. we're doing a recap podcast of each episode going behind the scenes as an after show hosted by a dear friend of ours david Alat, who may be involved in finding drago the original series that Mm. we kicked everything off with yeah and i'll say this funniest guy on the planet yeah funniest guy on the planet he's someone like we're just talking about not in comedy And no one makes me laugh harder than him.
2: Yes, he's so funny. Yeah. In in my fucking apartment You just said mm, that to me Anyway, sorry. It's, Funniest uh, guy in the world Fine No worries And yeah, I'll just good. say that I just <laughs>
4: remembered the movie It was The Absolute Power That Clint Eastwood Wow oh, Clint. Yeah, That I saw right, Richard Jenkins in Right he Played an assassin in that oh, Yeah very gosh, cool So anyway okay. Just remembered that While he was wow. talking Thank yeah. God <laughs> <laughs> Thank God that you, Thank God you could remember it <laughs> Which is worth watching By the way If yeah, anyone cool. hasn't seen Absolute Power It's very cool Yeah great mm-hmm.
2: Alright well Thanks for coming on this podcast I recommend everyone Check it out Thank you Love you guys individually I love you guys together I love you individually Uh, and together thank you (laughs) Cameron James Alex Thompson thank you Thank you to Cam and Alexi for being my guests this week. Remember to check out their show online and also let me know what you think. Head over to the the Big Squid Facebook page and you can leave me some uh, thoughts there. I hope you love it as much as I have loved it so far. Uh, I'll be back on Thursday with an interview with Hollywood director Nick Stoller and a review of his new film, Bros., Uh, I'm just going to be honest with you. I thought it was really funny. I laughed a lot. So I'm looking forward to sharing that with you. And then I'll be back next week, and we will have a new Chitter Chatter on Monday. We will have Mickey D on the show. He hasn't been on for a while, so it's good to catch up with him. And then we will have the brand new Beautiful Tales for the Disenchanted, the short story segment that's... Pops up on this podcast, not as often as I would like, but these short stories, between writing them and between uh, Sean Allen's great production, they take a while to come out, but this one is a scorcher. I'm very happy with it. So that will be next Thursday. Uh, You know, I love to finish with a quote, and it feels appropriate to finish with a line from Alfred Hitchcock. Give them pleasure, the same pleasure they have when they wake up from a nightmare. Until then.